Okay, everybody, welcome back to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I am your host, Gio Chimpatazzi. This is a certified ghost-friendly podcast, and I am back with my co-host, Rob Thomas. How's it going, Rob? Gio, it's great to be back with you. I know we had a little time away, but it's just because research is so important. You know, some of these stories we're talking about have so much information that we are never, let me repeat that, we will never bring you information that has not been verified by our research so far. So that's the ghost in the scene guarantee. I know all of you listening already know this, but if you're new, but even if you're not, you know, I think it's worth remembering that, that this is the only reputable news source that you will need out there in the world, uh, especially if you're tuned in with the spirits, um, even not, I think it, we bring up like only the important stuff. That's right. And I want to apologize just to come clear, full transparency. Okay. Um, what happened was that we were supposed to be reading the, the Gideon uh, version of the Bible. And instead we were given either by mistake or by, you know, subterfuge, the Garfield version of the Bible. So I made about 35 lasagnas before I realized what was happening. And in fact, it was a, a lasagna cookbook, which is the Garfield's Bible that we got. So we did not read you know, the right text. So we had to go back. We spent a few days combing through all of the original text we were supposed to be reading, and we got the information we needed. So now we're able to tell you the real truth and not how to make a lasagna 35 ways. Because as interesting as that is, there's nothing paranormal to it. It's science. You measure the dough. You knead it. And I don't think we need to tell you anything more. You know, there's some extra content we can give you on that. But what we have for you today is a continuation of what we were giving you the last episode. The truth. The solid truth that you won't get anywhere else. And here's the thing. The truth is like a, a, a salt rock. It's hard to swallow. But some people use it to, you know, smelling salts. They, they wake you up from your slumber. And this is exactly what we're going to do to you today. So Rob, if you can, you know, clue everybody back in on what was happening the last time, we have a secret uh, confidant and an informant. Um, so what was, what's going on with that? Yeah, I mean, this is all you know, very top level stuff. You know, you and I have inroads to the highest levels of this government that of the United States of America. Uh, we have a source, a supernatural source, really. You know, this isn't just contained to the people that are in this, you know, quote unquote white house. Uh, you know, people come and go every day. So really that information is really unreliable. As a new administration comes in, there's a lot of shakeups. So you can't really believe anyone from these administrations you really got to go to the higher source the spiritual source mm -hmm. and that's what we have and for the sake of their privacy for the sake of our safety as well they are not disclosing who they are so we all know them of course as our friend boo anon boo anon everybody now like rob said People come and go. Ghosts do not. The ghost of Mary Todd Lincoln, she is, you know, an iron cage. E even worse, you know, uh, cages have holes. She's like an iron casket. You know, she is unopenable. It's like a rusted iron casket. I'm sure she is a rusted iron casket because 
you can like you you don't season it's like it's like you someone didn't season this casket properly at, at all no and just let the water sit on there and it's it's gone and it went to hell they'll never cook on it again so and that's the issue is that once you have a ghost that is unwilling to talk to you that's that it's for eternity ghosts will hold grudge on you forever now we have booing on they like us they like ghost in the scene they like the way that we tell the truth to our people the way that relay information unlike wikileaks that is a gatekeeper for information and police is what they release we verify and that is all we do we verify and we tell the truth we are a conduit and he likes or they like that you know that's the other thing you know ghosts are beyond gender as well so buanon is is a entity now what they've told us up until this point has come true and we explained and we we proved that to you last time this time we're going to give you the full truth and nothing but the truth we've given you enough time to process that first little nugget of information and we think just like the vaccine you've now become inoculated to a certain point and here comes the second shot this one may have some adverse side effects you might feel your equilibrium go out of whack a little bit you know you may feel your hands having some tremors and tremble but this is for your own good this is for your own safety so let's get started with just a small a small little piece just to get them used to the taste used to the flavor of the truth rob we talked about the camera we talked about how modern day cell phones have more than one lens now why is that i think that's a question we left on a cliffhanger what's the point of having two lenses even three or four lenses and i think it's finally time we tell them rob it is and i i think we did go into some detail but we didn't really give you the full story because this is a huge pill to swallow all right mm -hmm. um i had some trouble getting this pill down i needed to drink like a whole glass of water to get this pill down holy right? water i hope oh yes very it was it was blessed by you know my my local priest um you know and you gotta get that stuff you know on demand now like you can't just go down to the church you gotta with covid protocols you gotta it's a it's a whole process mm -hmm. so so trust when i say that i needed a lot of it you know i i went through the steps gallons gallons uh and it's an uncomfortable truth and i think we did say this they are scanning your body for information yes when we say scanning your body one lens can capture an image two lenses capture depth three lenses that could capture emotional depth four i mean and that's the thing you add on lenses and you're starting to understand just how deep they could go and the issue that we're we're dealing with now is that these lenses can be used for different things so let's say you have a camera with just one lens okay you're safe kind of because they're scanning your information but only in piecemeal they start off they, they scan your image then it switches its functionality then it's scanning the depth then it so it takes a little bit longer it's kind of like how back in the day when you have to trace a, a phone call you would get a ghost to go into the phone line and the ghost would take you know 10 seconds to find out where the other end of the phone line was nowadays we have ghosts that use you know roller skates and they go in point 10 seconds you know so it's much faster and it was before the invention of ghost roller skates that you know people were getting away with crimes much more often with with those calls 
So it's just like what's happening today. Now with the lenses, they're able to use multiple lenses to scan you in way quicker time instead of the single lens. Now they're using your, our bodies in Dodge Chevy commercials. You know, the, the people that are test driving crash test dummies, those are us. You know, you might recognize your hand gripping the wheel of a Dodge Durango. You may, you may see yourself in a Tesla, you know, uh, waving at your family goodbye for, you know, the good morning commute. And you, ha you, you have no memory of being an extra. You have no memory of ever even being there in a Tesla. How is that possible? I mean, many things are possible if the government has a secret base, area 5 million and one. I mean, there's so many areas that we're unaware of that, yes, it's, it's possible that they have warehouses of just you, of just your body sitting, you know, ready in equ equilibrium in some kind of jelly waiting for the day to, you know, be in the next Judd Apatow film as an extra. Area 666, maybe. Whoa. We're still, yeah. we're still looking to find out where that might be. And, you know, the one thing we know about the U.S. military is that it's not necessarily on quote-unquote U.S. soil. It could be anywhere in this world. It could be on Mars, right? With yes. the Intergalactic uh, Council that we've talked about. So just know that it's, you know, things aren't always going to be what they seem here. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot of complexities. And what these complexities, and this is what we needed to, to research before this to verify, because it's one thing to be in car commercials. Okay, they're, they're saving a buck from, from hiring people. Um, you know, and SAG's not happy about this mm -mm. At, at all. SAG is very sad. Um, but that's a, that could be a different topic, you know, because there's something much more deep going on here. Something that the government is trying to keep hidden from us. Yes. And as we talked before, they have been keeping secrets. They have information on uh, aliens. They have, you know, Gio and I were talking about information that they haven't just released about astral projection. So they know all this stuff is true. Mm -hmm. So I what heard, else have they been keeping from us? I heard that they have special recipes for guacamole. And they've churned avocados blue, and they haven't released that to the public. So blue guacamole, no food coloring, is natural, naturally blue. This is the kind of thing that generals are eating for lunch with their chipotle. And we don't get to even see it or know it exists. We should be incensed. But yes, there are so many other – and I mean that's a small thing compared to what we're talking about compared to the big, you know, big fish. There's bigger fish to fry here, but really that's just like the, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back. When I heard about the blue avocados and those not being even talked about, botanists being murdered for, for their disclosure on that, you know, is that's what makes me more, more angry than anything. But anger is different than fear. And I think what we are going to give you is a dose of reality that might bring you a little fear. So these cameras, these lenses, it's not just that Buanan told us about these, um, these extra bodies that they're using in the commercials. It's not just that. Because if it was just that, that would be fine. That would just be another thing that the government does that we have to deal with. It's like taxation. Right. You know, we all don't like taxes, but we pay them. It, it is a concerted effort that we bring you this information. We had Rashid on the Mars base hearing what they had to say and disclosing secretly behind closed doors what they were saying. He overheard an argument between aliens and humans talking about what they were going to do with the you-know-what 
And he, did, he, he didn't understand what the you know what was, and neither did we for a very long time. And we finally understand through Buanon what the what is. Now, this may, this may shock you. So I want you to sit down. If you're driving, I want you to pull your keys out of your engine. Don't even stop the car. Just pull your keys out. Now, now that that's out, now that you're dr- driving without any power, go to the side of the road, stop the car, get out of the car, throw your keys into the dirt. Okay, now that you've done that, listen to this. Buanon has disclosed to us the second reason why they are using our body doubles is to feed our, and sacrifice our bodies to a large giant squid that has come to visit Earth and needs bodies to eat. It's come. I mean, to be honest, Joe, I just I knew this information, mm-hmm. but you know, I I wet myself a little just hearing it again. I know, I know that. And I, and and I mean, like both ends. Wow, it's Uh-oh. damp. Oh, well, this is what is expected. Okay, we are only monkeys at the end of the day. And the, our flight or flight scenario in our body is only going to work one or two ways. And there is no fighting what we're talking about. That's the scariest part. Honestly, when Buwanon told us about this giant squid, and we don't even know, I mean, he's calling, they are calling it a squid. But we don't really know what that even means. A squid has six tentacles, right? I don't think this thing has just six tentacles. It could have a lot more. It could have seven. And that's not an octopus either. So that's what I'm talking about. But if it is a squid, think about the fact that it has six tentacles. Being that it's a space squid, it could have 666 tentacles now that's scary just in itself what does it mean that our lenses are creating body doubles that are being eaten what does that is what does that especially mean to us right because think about it if we're getting more lenses that means that we're getting more body doubles which either means that the squid is getting hungrier and we need more, or the humans, us, we're, we're getting more efficient. And we have, like I said, warehouses full of stockpiles of us waiting to be eaten. And in that way, maybe it's better that we have more lenses because the more of us there are, the less chance that the squid will ever actually want to eat us. So I don't know. What, what do you think, Rob? It's, yeah, it's a tricky situation. Right, because obviously we don't want the squid to come out of wherever it is to to feed on us and destroy our civilization. However, it just feels like a middle ground that one does not feel sustainable, and two, like I worry about this spiritual death that we are all experiencing because this is like. This is part of us, mm. right? It's part of our ourselves, our body. Like, and with more and more cameras, like like you said, it's more and more dimensions. So it's also going to be copying our own spirits, our own souls. So in that, it's like we are, you know, I've had a dream last night where I was eating calamari, but then the 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 little calamari started nibbling on me whoa and i'm like oh right it's like it's as if i have like this spiritual memory of being eaten by a squid and that's really concerning like you know long term as well like you know we're we're still being feasted upon this giant creature so you know i don't know what the solution is to to fix it but you know just appeasing this this giant space squid is and like we said we're making more it's seems 
to perhaps only be getting hungrier. It's mm. a situation that is really get, getting further and further out of our control. And especially since it's being kept a secret, you know, it's going to be too late when it boils over. And boiled squid is very chewy. That's the mm. issue. When it boils over, it's always too chewy to eat. It's unrescuable. Here's my fear. Now, they decided to eat us. They decided to feed on us. They use our bodies, our souls, our blood, our pheromones, right? There is a pheromone detector in your phone if you didn't know that. You know, check it out. So what I am afraid of is that not only is the giant squid feasting on us and our souls, like you said, but it might develop a, a taste for certain people. What if I am so delicious to, to that giant squid that it actually wants the real deal, right? You know, a Xerox of an original is always going to be a little bit different, right? It, it might have an essence of the original, but not having every, you know, molecule in place, you'll taste the difference, right? It's a little stale. I'm afraid that one day I might be so delicious that the squid is going to want to come and get the real thing. And that could be happening to, to other people. And when I say could, I mean is. That is happening to other people. And in fact, there, there are people that believe that all of these missing planes, I mean, it's like a, a can of sardines to this giant squid. And that's a little ironic because, you know, squids can't open cans of sardines, at least in our reality. But space squids probably easily opened up that can of uh, sardines, a.k.a. the airplane full of people, and ate them because he knew there was one person on there that was – a you know a, a flavor an umami that they wanted to eat and that's what i'm afraid of one day we could be on a bus and this giant squid's going to pick you up out of nowhere and say you know rob today's your day buddy i want the real thing i want to eat your bones so what's going to stop that how, how, what what is booming on what is he doing is, is it just disclosure can, can we do anything about this? Yes. The answer, uh, Buanon has said yes. Now, when it comes to figuring out how to stop this, it's not A to Z. It's not as simple as that. You, you don't follow a certain number of steps and you get there. That's not how Buanon works. Buanon says that the government has created a failsafe. And that they have left clues in children's television programming. And in fact, this one's a little on the nose. And Buenon says they like to do that because it's the least, you know, the last place you want to look is, is the place that they put all their information. What we're talking about is SpongeBob SquarePants. Do you know about the, the boy who lives in the pineapple under the sea? Code name SpongeBob SquarePants. I mean, I do, and it's kind of a funny way about it. I kind of came about this backwards. Like I always associate SpongeBob SquarePants with being a government program first, right? I heard of Project SquarePants uh, through this research, and then it turns out that this has been a children's cartoon really since 1999, by the way, the 666 year, just flip it upside down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so no coincidence there. Um, so, you know, this is like classic CIA, like intelligence and conditioning, social conditioning. Mm -hmm. And it was only later that I found out that there are like jokes in it, you know, and this is also a program that has spawned so many different memes. You yes. know, you go on the internet any day and you th 
you think that you're just sharing a funny moment, but what you're doing is people are sharing coded messages with each other. These memesters are, are government agents. That's right. Sharing They're information that CIA even though, mm -hmm. spooks. They're out there in covert operations, pretending to be memesters, you know, putting in false flags of, okay, let's just, I, I want to prove to everybody real quick, okay? Anybody that's watched SpongeBob SquarePants, this, because this is, we, we have some younger people that listen to our show. If you've watched SpongeBob SquarePants, you will know there is a character named Squidward, okay? Squidward. That's just right there. If you remember, and this is where the government is involved. There is a scene. When you watch SpongeBob SquarePants, the government is SpongeBob. That is the government. And Squidward is, of course, the giant squid. Now, there is a, a episode where the government offers Squidward a hamburger. And now we are the hamburgers. People, us, we're the hamburgers. What, is, what does SpongeBob do? He makes hamburgers. He flips them. He grills them. And he's the best at making hamburgers. So he makes a hamburger for Squidward. Squidward takes a bite. And then he goes nuts. And, he, and, and sorry, just like before going deeper, you know, what's the main thing about these hamburgers? It's, it's secret formula. Yes. Right? They will never tell you what these hamburgers are actually made of. Mm-hmm. Because the government, you know, they're, they're telling you these, this information without telling you all the information, which is why you got to dig deeper. Like, you, you know, the secret, the real secret to a Krabby Patty is that we're the Krabbies. Exactly. We are the Patties. Even if your name's not Patty, you are a Patty to the government, to, to SpongeBob. So let's just cut to the very end, okay? Squidward has locked himself into a vault that is filled with Krabby Patties. He eats all of them until he becomes a giant squid if you remember how giant he was and what happens when there are no more crappy patties for him to eat he explodes killing everybody so what does that say that says everything you need to know the government already mapped out what is one of the possibilities of what could happen when they run out of people so this is what they did. They started making copies of us. They made copies of us to save us. But the issue is, you know, how many of us have you killed? This is like the movie The Prestige. You know, the morality of creating a double and then killing that double when there's a soul attached to it. When the technology has gotten so good that there are now souls created in the process. That's where we have to draw the line. We have to find a way to make this Squidward and turn them vegan. And I think that's what we have to do. And Buanon has made it crystal clear. But there are other little markers. There's little nuggets of information that can be found in later episodes of SpongeBob in memes, like Rob was saying. And when you see these high-trafficked SpongeBob memes, you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Because, like we said, there are CIA operatives that are working through these memes and are using that to, you know, either silence people, to abduct people, to feed actual people to the squid. I would be, I'd be very careful if you were, were to repost any SpongeBob material, if I'm being honest. You might be put on a list. And I know that's a lot. So let's let's take a breather. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is an ongoing story. We will be telling you more information from Boo. And yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of actionable items other than to be careful out there. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like, uh, don't share the SpongeBob memes. Uh, if you go to the beach, like, don't eat any calamari near the beach because the squid might smell you, mm. right? And just and just snatch you up. And watch SpongeBob. Learn. Learn from it. Learn from and then I mean. This is the kind of thing. Let's just I, I, one more thing to really solidify this whole SpongeBob thing. We're talking about possible locations where there could be held this giant squid, housed. If you think about a character from SpongeBob, his name is Patrick. He's a starfish five star five pointed starfish also known pentagram. a pentagram exactly a five star general also a pentagram also a star and i so you know being investigators is, is tough because you want to investigate everything and sometimes it's like the boy who cried wolf other times it's like the end of the boy who cried wolf when there is actually a wolf I hate that story because he eventually does cry wolf. And if they just had waited for him, you know, he would have finally been right. But let's talk about Fort Patrick Henry Dam. Now, this is a location that is a giant dam called Fort Patrick. Five-star general founded this place, Fort Patrick Henry. And this man is the spitting image of Patrick Starr, which means this could be a location of the giant squid. That dam is humongous. So if there's anybody from Fort Patrick Henry Dam that has any information, any whistleblowers, be welcome to talk to Boo about it, and Boo will talk to us. You know, we don't want to take any on any more you know, secret informants. I think that's one thing that once we have a uh, boo, I think we're fine with anybody else trying to give us any information. I know you'd want to use the channel to go straight to us, but you really have to go to boo first. So boo and on, uh, you should contact their, their Twitter um, at boo and on. Uh, right. I mean, and just, we're only going to solve this by working together and you know obviously just using our critical thought like why would a, a dam be also a military fort you know like what are you, what are they protecting us against yes if it's if it's just water you know and you know and this is in tennessee everyone uh and that a state with that many double consonants and that many e's in a row is a curse yes and it's so easy to to find the truth when you're looking for it that's the hardest part is when you're when you're not really aware and you live by a dam that's called fort patrick henry you don't think about it but now that you're actually you know kind of seeing through the real lens of life smell smell the air it might smell like squid there and you might be so used to it that you don't even smell it anymore so maybe if you could take a bag of that air and send it to us send that air send a bag of air to Buanon, and we can analyze that to see how much squid is in the air and this is the kind of community scientific resourcing that we need to solve this and to save humanity so there's plenty of stuff you could do to, to you know to help us with this and, and to be a part of this new wave of truth seekers. And again, and just remember, like, you know, Patrick Henry, as, as you know, they teach, this is what they teach you, right? This is, they don't tell you the whole story, but they teach you is he was the guy who said, give me liberty or give me death, but they don't tell you that full quote, give me liberty or give me death by giant squid. Yes. It's so funny how they sanitize history and they don't give you the full truth. Well, we 
went back, we read the full quote, and now you know it too. So Buanon, um, once again, has given you a dose of reality that I think you're going to need to sit on for a little while, reevaluate what is real, what is not. But um, you had to know. And, and, and I'm sorry if, if this is too much. I know, I know I said, you know, equilibriums might go out. You might, you know, just completely lose the ability to walk or to use your bowels. But you had to know. And it's important. And if you are feeling weak, you know, what you could do, and if you feel like you weren't ready to hear this, just rewind this episode. Like, listen to us backwards, and that will help you forget what you just heard. Like subconsciously, obviously it will still be there, but it, you know, just listening to our voices backwards will will take back those words. Absolutely. So let's get to something a little more light because, you know, having such a heavy meal is sometimes bad for your gut intestinal health. So let's give them a little whipped cream, Rob. The Super Bowl is happening. It probably already happened to you guys. And there's been a lot of talk about Tom Brady being the GOAT. What does that mean? What is what is a what does it mean to be a GOAT? People say it's a it's an acronym. The acronym sounds like a spell to me, but let's let's get past that. What do you think being a GOAT means? Well, you know, the, the first imagery that I that comes to my mind in the GOAT is probably one of the most famous GOAT persons of all time. They've, they've got horns. They've got little hoovesy feet. And usually a little GOAT tea. We're talking about the devil oh themselves. My God. Yes. Yes. Right there. People say Tom Brady is a, a, a little boy kisser. They say he's a good father, yada, yada, yada. What they're actually saying when he's a goat, they're saying he's the devil. What kind of fan worship is that? I, I think that's despicable. But here's my issue. We've talked about Tom Brady before. Tom Brady doesn't exist. Tom Brady is Joseph Gordon-Levitt from the movie Angels in the Outfield. And when you call him, when you call JGL the devil, and he has angels on his side, I mean, talk about, you know, mixed messages here. What's going on? How could they even get that mixed? I mean, it could be a, a whole story here Joe. like it we could be seeing the recreation of the story of lucifer in real time you know as a as a young boy jgl yes aka tom brady hanging out with the angels much as lucifer lucifer was god's favorite angel there are bffs oh my and then god something happened and lucifer fell and well, because Lucifer thought, hey, Adam and Eve, apple a day keeps the doctor away. God loves doctors, pissed off. This that is Lucifer insane. was trying to drive a wedge between people and doctors, cast them aside, and was known as the devil ever since. I mean, let's just talk about his, his NFL history because that just says it all. Joseph Gordon-Levitt joins the Patriots and is, a, is an American Patriot, repping the red, white, and blue up north, you know, in New England, you know, up, up there. And, of course, what happens? He's, he's winning. He's, you know, the favorite of Bill Belichick, and he descends from a Patriot to a Pirate, a Buccaneer traveling down south to Florida. Hell on earth, a lot of people say. I don't know. I've never been there. No offense to Florida. But this says it all. 
And of course, as soon as he goes to Florida, they're calling him the GOAT. Like you said, this could be a modern day retelling of the Lucifer story. And I think you are 100% right. And his NFL career mirrors that. So is he the GOAT? Or is he the lamb? Could this be a Jesus story? You know, from Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know, because Jesus wasn't just uh, somebody who walked with angels. Jesus walked with the damned as well. And I'm not sure. I mean, depending on who, who wins today, because this is a Sunday we're recording, so we don't know who won. But if he is the GOAT, if he wins the Super Bowl, depending on what, you know, either because this is his 10th time winning or losing, who knows, he might grow horns from his head if he wins or loses. So depending on if he grows horns, he's the bad kind of goat. He's the, he's the, 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 the devil. If he grows longer hair all of a sudden, I think he's Jesus. So, whoa. Whoa, are you okay, Gio? As soon as I said Jesus, my microphone jumped, literally jumped and fell. That was scary. I'm spooked. I, I don't know who we're playing with. Maybe this is pre-game, so I'm sure the Tom Brady energies are very high right now. And I don't want to be the person to, to mess with his mojo. So I, I think we should probably move on from, from, from Brady or from Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So um, I just want to say let's have a great game. Good sportsmanship, everybody. I know this you, is it probably already happened, and I'm sure it was a good game. So that's thanks to us. That's thanks to Ghost in the Scene. You can thank us for that. So let's finally cap it off. This is award season is starting. We're officially entering award season. And I know how weird that must feel after such a strange year of, that 2020 was. But there's controversy already. I mean, most years there is controversy. Oscar's so white. You know, Oscar's no ghost, I think was, was one that we did. And this year is just like every other year. Uh, the Golden Globes, the Oscars, they can never get it right. I mean, that's why we created the Caspers in the first place. But, I mean, let's just kind of briefly go over what's going on. So first of all, the Golden Globes. They're the first ones out the gate, of course, like, like always. They have all kinds of movies. And I think the biggest issue, Rob had mentioned the scheduling, the timelines that they're using is just totally out of whack. And I think you mentioned Schitt's Creek as one of the biggest examples. Right, because this is a, a, a show that already was given all of its powers from this last year's Emmys. So 2020 Emmys cleaned up. And now we're heading into 2021 and they're still being put up for the same awards. For yes. a different year. Yeah, it's like their show has been off the air for a whole year. That was their last season that they did, what they won everything on. So, I mean, is there a secret season that has come out in this past year that we didn't know about that the you know foreign press has, has gotten to see? Maybe they have a whole you know episode, you know, season in in German or something. We don't know, and I think that's the issue. They're nominated again. And this is the kind of thing. If we were doing, if we were in control of the Golden Globes, we would have shows that are recent, that are actually still airing, and not a dead show. No offense. I mean, we like we're friends to ghosts, but it's like they've already spent all of their their capital on the Emmys, on the Emmys. And here they are trying again for another year. It just seems like in poor taste, there's a lot of other people that could have had those nominations. And that's why um, I'm officially calling it Shit's Creek will not be in the Caspers. Will not be nominated. I'm sorry. I, I mean, that's the only right thing to do because otherwise we, we will have the same show and movie in the award season every single year 
you know? Yeah. And and some of you might might remember, like, hey, wait a minute. Didn't it wasn't the winner of the first Casper's ever premium rush, a film that came out years before your award show? There's here's a big difference. Premium Rush was never appreciated for its time. Yes. And we needed to set the record straight. Yes. Yes. And that's something that I think the Golden Globes is doing right because they are nominating Chadwick Boseman for a Golden Globe posthumously. That's something that is huge for the ghost community. I mean, when it comes to performers that give their all and then, you know, sadly, tragically pass away, you know, it seems unfair to discount their performance. And, you know, Heath Ledger won an Oscar, and that really broke the glass ceiling for posthumous awards. And I think Chadwick Boseman is going to do that for the 2021s, for the 2020s. These, you know, these future years, it just hasn't happened like that recently. And so we need a reminder that it is okay for ghosts to win awards and to have that normal, you know, feeling of, okay, you know, paranormal and, and Hollywood is unanimous. It's one of the same. So that's really powerful. I, I, I agree with that. I, I don't want to totally shit on the Golden Globes because who I really want to shit on is the Oscars. They know. Everybody, I mean, we came on the scene. Ghost in the Scene came on the scene like, you know, the bell of the ball. Everybody was looking at us, and they're jealous because we have all the new watchers, all the new listeners, and they're having – you know, a smaller return on investment every single year. And so we like to end the award season with the Caspers. We watch the Golden Globes. We watch the Oscars. We know exactly how to do it better. And so we wait to find, you know, to finish off the, the season with a bang. It seems that the Oscars have decided this year that they want to mess with us because they have decided to move their date from its usual time in February to April, April 25th. That's the end of April. They want to be last. So we're now really faced with a very difficult decision, Rob. And this is something we wanted to include our listeners in. Do we concede and, and have our awards sometime in March? Or do we fight? And, you know, really wait, wait them out and do our award sometime in May. This is a tough decision, Rob. It really is because it sets the tone for the paranormal year ahead. And it's really important you get these timelines right. You know, our the kind of magic that we're going to be dealing with in April, May is very, very different than the magic that's happening in March. Not to mention, it's after April Fool's Day. Oh my God. You know, yes. And who knows what sort of foolishness that is going to bring out for this year's Oscars. I think the my prediction is that every single Oscar this year is going to go to some fool. Yes. And that's their fault because they chose that day. And so that's, that's the, the issue that we're having here. Do we want to really fight it out? Do we want to let them fall on their face? And, of course, we, we still have a, an entire production to, to put on. And now that they've decided to, to do this move, it's like, okay, what happens if we concede this time? And then next year, they do it in July. I mean, and we have all of our vendors lined up and everything. You know, I don't, this is affecting a much broader community. Burt's Bees. Than, than just us. Right. I mean, we have every, you know, we, get, we go through a lot of lip balm mm -hmm. during our show because we have lots to say. So Burt's Bees is really important. And we got a whole shipment already lined up to be sent, delivered to us. And it's going to expire soon. Right. It's tough. So. Yeah. This is an open dialogue with all of us. We can't let the big guy, you know, try to take us down because we have a better show. Let's just call it. We have a better show that people actually like. And they're trying to stall us out, and we will not let that happen. So 
you know, call to action, you know, try to get them to, to reverse their date, try to get them to do it earlier, or, you know, um, maybe come up with a, a sabotage, sabotage them, not in, a, not in our, in our name, of course, do it because you're angry at them for their decisions, but, you know, a boycott maybe even. And I, I think so, because I, I don't want to change what we're doing because they're acting in bad faith. It's, it's so true. You know, if, if we concede to them, they're just going to walk all over us and that can't happen. So um, to everybody, we're, we're looking at you to help because this is something that, like we said, we're the little guy here and to fight the big guy, we need some stones. We need the Rolling Stones to perform at the Caspers. And so if anybody knows Keith Richards, if anybody knows any of any of the guys from the Stones, um, please get them in contact with us or with Booanon. And that's uh, at Ghost in the Scene at Twitter or at Booanon at Twitter. You, you, you could contact him. And so um, next week, it's going to be a little bit of, of a lighter load. We, we, we won't give you so much of a, a harsh, you know, blunt, force trauma to the head of uh, truth um you know we'll give you a little more of a of a you know whipped cream cream pie kind of scenario so uh until next week stay in the scene guys we love you keep your eyes on the screen and yeah i mean we talk about some big scary stuff on this show but we also want to show that the spirit world isn't all dire and big topics it can be small stuff too you know it touches our everyday lives and we're doing so much research beyond this as well. And we're hoping to bring that to you soon. And the kind of research that will really democratize, you know, the spirit world and spirit happening. So we're very excited to be sharing that with you. So please, please, please stay in the scene for all of that. And, you know, we, we love you guys. Yeah, stay extreme. Take care. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.